In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And we need to have men in our lives who have the guts, who have the huevos, who have the cojones to call us out because they love the Word of God more than they love us. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everybody wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army. We We salute salute you. you. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and this is Equipping Men in 10. I'm here today with our co-host, producer, and good friend, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? Doing really good. Hey, man, we got 10 minutes here, so hit me up with a man law. This one is no complaining. That's uh, a man law, huh? Yeah, I I put in here, uh, either live with your circumstances or change your situation. But you being that guy that always comes around and complaining probably drains people. And uh, I, that's something I think about when I'm going through maybe a tough time or whatever and I'm sharing with somebody. I'm yeah. like, dude, I've, I think I've become that complainer and I don't want to be that guy. Are you sharing that today because I've been complaining all morning? No. Have you? I feel I like don't. a little bee, well, yeah, a little baby. So <laughs> I just uh, maybe <laughs> no. I need my caffeine. No, so. I don't okay, think so. I received that. Well, I just got a meme from a pastor friend of mine that said something like, was it a bad day or was it a bad five minutes that you milked? All day. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Uh, sometimes we milk it. So, hey, speaking of milking it, we want to start a four-week equipping series uh, right now uh, called Men on the Roof. I have a use this message. It's a message God put in my heart, and I've been able to use that in several places around the country. And I just want to walk our men who are listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. I want to walk you through uh, some of these things. And this is all taken out of the book of Mark chapter 2 and Jesus uh, and the healing of the paralytic. And I just want to start by saying, uh, I don't know if you know this about me, I'm not a, I'm not a swimmer. I've, I've never been a swimmer. Now I'm getting to be more of a swimmer as I get older. I love to snorkel and stuff. But my wife and I and my middle son Darby decided we were going to get scuba certified. So Darby and I did it first. We went up to the Puget Sound. It was uh, snowing that day. It was uh, the day before New Year's, so it was New Year's Eve, and uh, the water was about 44 degrees. Darby got hypothermic. We had to do three dives. It was pretty sketchy. Anyway, we did get scuba scuba certified that day, and it was awesome, but there's two rules they teach you in scuba diving, The two very important rules. One of them is funny to me. The first one is never stop breathing underwater. (laughs) 
Okay, thanks for that. You know, I don't know why I would stop breathing underwater. The second rule is more important and more appropriate for today, and it is this. Always have a diving buddy. And I thought it's really that's really smart. I'm a, I tend to be a high-driven kind of guy who tends to panic and get all uptight. My son Darby is very calm and always very mild-mannered. So diving with him is really, really cool because he calms me down. It's just really refreshing to know that someone has your back. Here's an alarming statistic. In the book No Man Left Behind, Patrick Morley, David Delk, and Brett Klemmer shared an alarming statistic that only one in seven men in the church, one in 18 outside of the church, are connected to some kind of men's group. In other words, men live some kind of quiet life of quiet desperation because they live in isolation. Our default is away from relationships where women tend to default towards relationships. And so we need diving buddies. We need a band of brothers. We need guys who are men on the roof. And when I speak of men on the roof, I'm speaking about Mark chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. I want to read them to you. When he, Jesus, had come back to Capernaum, which was Jesus' home base. So Jesus' home was Nazareth. Jesus was born in Bethlehem, yet Jesus' home base of ministry for those three years, three to four years of ministry was in Capernaum. Several days afterward, it was heard that he was at home, and many were gathered together so that there were no, no longer any room, not even near the door, and he was speaking the word to them. So Mark is very clear. In fact, when these men get up on the roof and lower their friend, Jesus, their friend down to Jesus, which I'll explain that more in the coming weeks, how that played out, you know, Jesus did not heal the man at first. He actually forgave him, and he kind of healed him as an afterthought. Now, in Luke chapter 5, Luke records that Jesus was healing people, and there's an implication that these friends brought their buddy to get healed. But Mark never goes there. In fact, Mark says he was preaching the word to them. And so Mark, now remember Mark, the book of Mark is written through Peter. Peter is Peter was the one who wrote the book of Mark. Mark translated it. So when you think of Mark, the book of Mark, you need to think about Peter, okay? So they are trying to communicate here very clearly that, that this group of buddies was trying to bring their friend to Jesus to hear the word of God. And so when we speak about our men on the roof, I want to share something very important to you. This is your inner circle of friends. This is your closest group of band and brothers. These, these aren't random guys. These are guys who will go the distance for you. They'll get up on the roof for you. They'll dig through the roof and the ceiling for you to get you to Jesus. These guys, this is really important, love the word of God more than they love you. They love the word of God more than they love you. You know, we love to quote Proverbs 27, 17 that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. But what we forget about is Proverbs 27, 6, which may be even more powerful, and it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. And we need to have men in our lives who have the guts, who have the huevos, who have the cojones to call us out because they love the word of God more than they love us. And they will not allow us to compromise our lives as it pertains to the Word of God. Men on the roof will do whatever it takes to bring me to the radical, brutal truth of Jesus Christ in love. And so the question for us today, guys, is what kind of man are you? What kind of friend are you? Are you a man of guts or cowardice? Are you a man who loves Jesus or loves pleasing other people? Only you can answer that. But I know for me, I only want guys on my roof. I've got a lot of friends. But as far as the guys on the roof, if they don't have the guts to do this, they aren't on the roof anymore. And so I need you to think about this in your own life. Who's on your roof 
And what kind of friend are you to the guys that say that you are their man on the roof? So, hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of uh, Equipping Men in 10. This is part one in our Men on the Roof series. Hey, make sure you head on over to our website website at meninthearena.org. Grab a free PDF version of our 365-day bathroom book for men. When you do so, we'll also add you to our weekly equipping blast just for men. So it's designed to help you become the best version of you. So you're going to love this equipping blast, guys. Then head over to Facebook, join the Men in the Arena Facebook Forum for Men. Hey guys, did you know that uh, the Men in the Arena is a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version in Christ? Because of a large group of generous donors like you, we are actually able to freely offer this podcast, our weekly equipping blast, discussion forums, plus all of our small, small group resources for missionaries and men in underdeveloped nations. You can find out more about how to support this great ministry at meninthearena.org. Hey, guys, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Get on the roof. And be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. In our passion to help all arena men, we're offering an excellent free resource when you visit our homepage at meninthearena.org. Simply give us your email and we'll send you a free PDF version of Jim's book for men called The Field Guide, a bathroom book for men. It's a daily study of manly words in the Bible explained with great stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of Men in the Arena podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, thank you for joining men in the arena from around the world who are becoming their best version. And remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.